This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in. WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, our YouTube page, 94WIP. Check it out there. Myself and Tucker Bagley put up video podcasts often. Check it out. Our favorite video podcast we put up each week. And, and of course, all the other great podcasts here at 94WIP. Go Birds. Clap your hands. And, of course, High Hopes. Check it all out there. And, of course, it's been a huge week in Philadelphia. All the trash talk, all the back and forth, all the discussion about the Eagles and the 49ers. And now, on a football Friday, we get set for this game. I've got my X-Factors for you here. My X-Factors for the Eagles and the 49ers, the five things that will decide this football game on Sunday when the 49ers, who are favorites in this game, come to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. All right, let's start with one that is always an X factor in almost every game, but maybe this time more than any in particular. So turnovers are going to be the key to this game, the number one key, the number one X factor, because these two teams are so extreme in the turnovers so far this year. So the Eagles' turnover margin ranks 19th in the NFL. The 49ers rank number one. If the two teams play to their... Norm, in this game, the Eagles are in trouble. They, they cannot give the 49ers extra possessions. They can't lose possessions to the 49ers. And this year, games without a turnover, okay? The 49ers have five games this season where they have not turned the football over. The Eagles only have two. Games with multiple turnovers this season. The Eagles have five. The 49ers have two. So, are they going to play clean each? I mean, the the odds are no, right? They only, you know, probably not going to play clean each against each other. But it's how many? It's how many does it get to multiple? You know, it's one thing if they're both 1-1 or they're 0-0. I think we just want to wash our hands of that and say, okay, whatever, keep playing, let's go. But if it's 2-0 
or it's 3-1, it's a major, major problem. Turnovers will dictate things. The 49ers often capitalize and score points off of short fields. Cannot let that happen, and they have to have to protect the football, especially early in this game. It leads me to my second one, my second X factor in this game, and that is simply do not get down. I know we, we it's come to a very... It's very easy for us now to say, well, the Eagles just come back. It doesn't matter what happens the first half, Joe. It doesn't matter. They could be down 10 every week. They come back. This is who the 2023 Eagles are. And this is, yes, yes, it's who they've been. It's who they've been so far. I I don't believe that a team can live like this and win every week, week in, week out, over and over and over again, all the way to a Super Bowl. I don't believe that. I believe NFL history has shown us that. That's not how this is done. So the Eagles have to get up on the 49ers. And it's it's a twofold, it's a two-pronged thing. Number one, getting down by 10 at the half every week is not a way to live. It's just not a way to live in the NFL, especially against good teams. Especially against good teams with a good pass rush, they could then tee off on Jalen Hurts if they know the Eagles are closer to one-dimensional than they normally would be. But the other side is just as important. You know, in the last few weeks, the Eagles, especially in that game against the Chiefs, the Eagles' defense was able to, through some turnovers and, and you know, interception in the end zone by Bayard, the punch out, the little peanut Tillman punch out uh, to ca- cause the fumble, Bradley Roby causing the fumble against Travis Kelsey. They kept the Chiefs at bay. So they gave their offense a chance to wake up in the second half and they didn't need to score that much. They just needed to wake up and they could win the football game. Now, last week, it was more of both the offense and the defense, but especially the offense. But the 49ers... They have a, a tremendous pass rush, maybe the best front four in the NFL when their four guys are out there rushing the quarterback. So they would make it difficult on the Eagles to score when they're down. But the other side of it is the Niners' offense plays better from ahead than they do behind. Brock Purdy, who I compared yesterday on the midday show, I, I think we're not giving enough credit. I think he's a really good quarterback. It, the story reminds me of Kurt Warner, where it came out of nowhere and it took people a little while to realize, like, hey, he's really good. It's not just the players he had around him. He's really good. And I think that's what we're doing here with, with Brock Purdy. But Brock Purdy right now in his career, it's a pretty stark line between when the Niners are ahead or the Niners are trailing. When they're ahead, he piles on. He's a great, great pile honor, if that's even uh, a way to, to speak. You know you know what I mean. He, he, he's a front run. He, he can front run as well as anybody. He, you know, he could take the Niners up... 14-7 and put him up 24-7 like that. That's what he does. That's where his numbers are at their best. When he's not at his best, and albeit it's been in a smaller sample because they're usually up, is when he's trailing. He hasn't come back. He hasn't won. Shanahan hasn't won down eight entering a fourth quarter. I mean, that, that's not how they play. They And, and it's, it's, kinda, it's a couple things. One, I think is some of it's Shanahan, but some of it's also Purdy. And really, their offense is based out of you know, more base... They, they use more base on their offense, base personnel, than any team in the NFL. You know, they're about 40% in the 21 personnel or the fullback on the field. They're, the strength of their team is at three and four wideouts and spread it out. No, it is the two wideouts, Ayuk and Debo. It is George Kittle. It is Christian McCaffrey in the back backfield. It is, it is Kyle Juszczyk. It is the play-action game. It is causing, <clears throat> excuse me, motion, misdirection, and shot plays in the excuse me, in the middle of zone coverage, that or or a busted a busted man. I mean that that's what they do. That's how their offense runs. So if it is twenty four seven Eagles, they can't really run their offense because they yeah you know. 
cool. Line up and play action all you want. We, you know, there's 12 minutes to go or 15 minutes to go or 18 minutes to go in the game. You, you know they have to throw the football. So the play action isn't bought. The Eagles won't even be in that personnel. It doesn't work. So they're built to play from ahead. You know, they're, they're built in a sense a little bit like, you know, the old Colts were with, um, you know, with Peyton Manning, the old Broncos with Mike Shanahan, John Elway. They're built to get up throwing the football, and then to run the football down your throat in the second, third, and fourth quarter. That's how they're built. You get ahead on them, you don't fall behind, and you take them out of their comfort zone. It's like making them box with their opposite hand. I mean, they're just not comfortable doing it. Do they have the talent to to score? Sure they do. But they're not comfortable doing it. Do not fall behind significantly in this game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, key number three to Eagles and 49ers on Sunday, 425 at the link, I cannot wait, is to get Brock Purdy on the ground, sack him. Last two games, the Eagles defense has not done an incredible job at sacking the quarterback. Now, to be fair, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are two of the most difficult quarterbacks in the league to to sack. So I'm not surprised they didn't do that. But this, you know, this goes back to the Super Bowl last year. It goes back to you know the you know the last two weeks they haven't really gotten the quarterback on the ground. So last week one sack they got Josh Allen one time on Monday night against the Kansas City Chiefs they were able to sack Patrick Mahomes one time and that was very early in that game if you remember just just very early in the game that they sacked him. So not very often they didn't get to him very often. They sacked two of four times. That's pretty good. That, that's, that's a good day at the office. I'm just looking at the best quarterbacks they faced this year. Dak Prescott, uh, obviously a few weeks ago when the Cowboys were here, they got him late. I mean, that was a big thing. They got him late in the game, and they were able to sack Dak Prescott five times. So that, that's, that's much better than the last two. I mean, one and two is not going to get it done, or one and one, excuse me, not going to get it done. If you're going to beat a big-time quarterback, you got to take that guy to the ground. You have to get him to the ground. Going back to week two, uh, they were able to sack Kirk Cousins two times. Okay, so Brock Purdy, just to give you a little perspective on this, he he can move a little bit. Um, he's not a statue. He can run a little bit. The other game earlier this year ran for 50 yards, so there's some there's some movement to him. In terms of sack percentage allowed, you know, you know, dropbacks to turn into sacks. Niners are it's about middle of the pack, 14th in the NFL. They they it's not crazy, but they're not also as good as let's say Mahomes and Allen. So. I think a sweet spot for the number this week, it's got to be way better than one or two. You know, it's got to be way better than one. I mean, you just cannot only have one sack of Brock Purdy. Do I expect it to be the five or six? You know, we've seen it some weeks with the Eagles over the years. I don't. But I think they have to get Brock Purdy on the ground over two and a half times. Sack him over two and a half times. I'd love it to be six. If it's three, that works too. Get him on the ground over two and a half times. He only throws the ball a lot of these games 26, 27 times. But it's very efficient. It's very efficient, and he does big damage when he gets the ball out of his hands. So if you take away, you know, if they're going to have 30 dropbacks and you take away five of those dropbacks, or they're going to have 27 dropbacks and you take away five, that's a big percentage 
of their offense that you know their possible offense that you know percentage wise you know the ball leaves his hands it's completed 70% of the time so you're just taking away chances they could make chunk plays and obviously putting them in negative situations and it, again it throws off their whole offensive format it's huge got to get them to the ground they didn't in the Super Bowl last year against Mahomes they didn't last week against Josh Allen he was able to get away because he's so physical they didn't a couple weeks ago against Mahomes it's key against Brock Purdy he will crush them in terms of big throws down the field if he's given time you got to get to Brock Purdy our key number four for this game Eagles and the 49ers it's going to be third down defense and surprisingly these are two of the worst third down defenses in the NFL. I think that's probably surprising a lot of people. Now, the Eagles defense, and I've been harping on this for a while, they're not very good. I mean, yards per play allowed, they're 16th. Uh, Pass rating against, 27th. Points per game allowed, 20th. Sack percentage, 21st. Okay? Um, Turnover margin. Uh, Well, I guess that's not so much on the defense, but it is. They don't get a lot of turnover. It's 19th. Obviously, that's offensive defense combined, but just yards per play allowed, 16th. Third down defense, 30th. Passer rating 27th. Points allowed per game 20th. So the Eagles are 30th in the NFL in third down defense. Last week, they just could not get off the field against Josh Allen and the Bills. Surprisingly, though, because the Niners are number one in points per game allowed, the Niners are only 21st in third down defense. So neither of these teams right now get off the field particularly well. And it's going to be key for both teams to stay on the like This is the a, a, a huge key to the game. Huge key is which team is better on third downs. Like, can you can you force an extra punt that the other side doesn't force? Or can you force a, a poor decision or, you know, maybe, maybe it's poor, maybe it's, it's cowardly, whatever, by Shanahan. You know, force him to punt from his own 43 because he doesn't want to go for it, and then you get, a, you get the ball. And maybe it goes in the end zone, you get the ball in the 20. It's like you stole a possession because you got the, the third and six, you stopped him, you know, you stopped McCaffrey on a, a slant pass over the middle, a little... Texas right over the middle, and you stopped him for for four, and 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 Shanahan doesn't want to go for it there. Like that's huge. Instead of it being the conversion and away we go with another first down. But the Eagles thirtieth, man, that is a rough number to be thirtieth in the NFL and third down against. I mean, you're you're literally not getting off the field at that point. That that's that's a number that's got to be better. And I know it's hard this week, and especially with the injuries they have. It sounds like Cunningham's not going to play at linebacker. That's that's a problem. I think we all recognize that. That is a real problem for the Eagles. They're very thin at linebacker this week in this game. And that's, you know, kind of over the middle is where you think the Niners are going to live on a lot of those third downs with Kittle, with McCaffrey, with Debo. That's going to be their area where they want to live. But it's key. The Eagles have to be better. And I'm not asking, you know, for remarkably better. Just they have to win that. Look at the end of the game. I, I, you know, when we look, when I do these keys to the game, look at the end of the game, and if one team wins three or four out of the five of these keys, they're going to win the football game. The turnover differential, the ability to get Brock Purdy over two and a half times sacked, you know, don't get down early in the game. Third down defense, you know, if one side is 10 for 20, the other side is, is five for 19, and you're, you're, there you go. I mean, there's your football game right there. And the last one, I think this is a real key because, you know, broke down early in the week why I'm not surprised, why I don't think it's a. It's you know a slight or a disrespect, whatever you want to call it, that the Eagles are the underdog in this game because almost, almost all of the numbers do point to the San Francisco 49ers in terms of you know yards per play allowed and and, and basically every metric you want to see DVOA. It's all pointing in the direction of the Niners in this game. Obviously, home field's Eagles, but the rest is the Niners. Even the 4:25 starts the Niners because that puts them more on West Coast time. There is one glaring number though that is on the Eagles side glaring. It's huge, and I, I give credit to Nick Sirianni. I give credit to the coaching staff, the leaders on this football team. 
and it's penalties. Penalties per game. The Eagles, sixth best in the NFL, or sixth fewest, I should say. You know, they don't get many penalties. Meanwhile, the 49ers are 22nd, bottom third in the NFL in penalties. And in this particular week, it's not just your typical holding. It's not just your typical illegal contact down the field or an inadvertent face mask. You know what I'm talking about here. This is going to be a very, very Hotly contested game. Emotions flying high. There's going to be a whole bunch of extracurriculars made before the game. The fans have been chirping for, for a whole week now. The players, the Niners players, have been chirping since last year. The Eagles have to be the more composed team. Last year in the title game, the Niners started to melt down before halftime. They realized they were screwed. They realized their trip to the Super Bowl was done. They didn't have a quarterback, and they started to act like fools on the field. If it happens again this week or something similar, the Eagles have to be smart, be the smarter team, be the grown-ups, let them do what they're going to do. Don't retaliate, especially after the whistle. Let them get the 15-yarders. Let them get the unsportsmanlike conducts and 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 take advantage of it. I mean, that, that penalties, it, it's an area where going in, based on the two teams' performance this year, you put in the Eagles' favor. It's got to stay that way. It has to stay that way. It can't be one of those things we walk away after the game saying, yeah, not only did they get outgained, not only were they worse on third down, not only did they have two turnovers, but they had three more penalties that's just it just can't happen like this is an area the Eagles have to win because they usually do and it goes a long way into how they win these football games it's gonna be fun Sunday 425 we'll be talking about it all day on the midday show and of course breaking it down on Monday a ton of reaction everyone have a great week and all have NFL picks coming off a four and one week last week NFL picks in your feed coming up on Saturday thanks so much for listening subscribing and following WIP daily